Welcome to episode 16. On today's show, we're sipping on one of our Texas favorites, Treaty Oak Ghost Hill Bourbon, and spinning the 2005 country album, The Agoraphobic Cowboy, from Canadian comedian Rick Moranis. So strap on your boots and wet your whistle. It's time for a brand new episode of Bourbons and B-Sides. What's up, dude? Hey, bro. Dude, it's been... So let's see. We took a little... I didn't think it was going to be this long, but we took a little break. Last uh, episode we recorded was in December. Was it December? It was. Holy it was in the shnikes. One. Yeah, so it's what now? April. It is April. Oh, almost. Tomorrow, well, April. By the time this by the time this episode releases, it'll be it, it will be April. April 2nd. Yes. <laughs> yes. So three months we took off. I and mean, it was nice. It was nice to get a little break from the show um, and do our things with our families. I mean, we had Christmas. We had New Year's. We had George's birthday came around. My you, birthday? Y'all came, yeah, your birthday. Y'all yeah. came to George's birthday. That was a blast. That was fun. That was a fun time. That was so much fun. Amelia was like the, if we had a dance contest that night, she would have won. She would have won. It and, was pretty awesome. And <laughs> all I can say is she owes it all to uh, what we call little mini dance parties. You know, yes. we'll just, whenever she's getting a little fussy or freaking out or having a moment, we're like, what? Mini dance party. Dance party. And we just yeah. kind of, you know, do a little jig we right there. We do that here at home too. She loves it. You know? What else happened? So um we had george's birthday uh kind of skip forward to the last weekend uh we were at a birthday party and georgia fell and split her chin open and we had to go to the emergency room for her first stitches yeah i saw that so that's, that was fun that's sad it's uh but didn't i didn't think it was gonna be this soon but here we I go i mean kids do stuff stupid things yeah, yeah stuff like that that's for and sure, it happens you know? and i told Val, I was like look and she was upset because she, always, of course, blamed it on herself and she, all this junk. And I was like, look, it's going to happen. This stuff happens. Like, these are kids. They're going to break bones. They're going to get stitches. They're going to get cuts and scrapes and bruises. And it's just a matter of time. Yeah. So, you know, and I think those are the things I can handle. I think the one thing I'm not looking forward to is having to deal with uh, the first little caca head that breaks her heart. Yeah. No. Oh, that is going you know, to be. Uh, that's going to be. It's baseball be a, bat situation <laughs> breaking some kneecaps some, some some lucille action if anybody watches yeah, the walking the dead. walking dead so i'm glad we're back we're, we're gonna start this new the first episode of this year off with uh it's interesting because you sent me this album and i didn't even know it existed really um it was a rick moranis uh the uh, agoraphobic, agoraphobic cowboy yeah um i'm not even so sure how i came across it yeah um but when I saw that, I'm like, I need to hear this and immediately looked on Spotify. Thank God I had it yeah. and listened to the whole thing. Yeah. And then that's when I sent it to you. I was like, bro, if you don't know about this, you need to listen to it now. Yeah. So you um, sent it to me and I was downtown in Houston and I uh, just immediately put it on my Apple iTunes and listened to it all the way home. It is amazingly. Yeah, it, it's. It's so good on so many different levels. I mean, because first off, it's Rick Moranis. Sure. Let's be real. Okay. That greatest, dude, one of the greatest comedians of all time. Oh, he's elite, you know? And yeah. on top of that, a human on the gold standard, um, just for, for the simple fact of what he did for his, his family, his family yeah. you know, I mean, unfortunately, very unfortunate that his wife passed You're right? and he quit show business, quit so much to take care of his kids, to raise his kids. Yeah. yeah. But now they're all in, I think they're all past college. Both. I think he has two. They're, they're yeah. past college now. They're their own lives. I'm waiting for the return, the return of return. It's I mean, like the John Travolta return. And yeah, all that I mean, stuff we've, and we've seen a couple of snippets with it. Like the last thing I saw him on was, uh, I think it was a, a commercial with Ryan Reynolds. I think it was like a, a mint mobile commercial. Yeah, or you something told me like about that. that. Yeah, it was very brief, but I'm like, Holy is that like a Super Bowl commercial or something? Maybe. Maybe. I don't, I don't remember. 
Well, look, we'll get more into that. And yeah, I'm excited to talk about bit. it. There's some great songs on there. And then, so you also mentioned, why not let's do um, the uh, Treaty Oak, Ghost Hill, Texas Bourbon. Yeah. Because um, Ghostbusters. Because that's right. Ghost, Ghost Hill Bourbon. He was a ghost. He was a Ghostbuster. He was. After, after the second one, you was, know, the first yeah. one, he was just that tax dude, you know, right. he, he was just the weirdo, you know, weirdo. and then the second one, he really came through and he saved the day. I don't know if y'all remember that. But yeah. He was outside um outside the museum and it was his mm -hmm. proton pack that yep. broke it down that's right i have to rewatch those yeah yeah it was <laughs> good stuff so yeah let's dig right in so we got our glasses poured of the treaty oak uh ghost hill bourbon here so if you don't know treaty oak is uh texas local texas bourbon or whiskey whatever you want to call it oh it's a bourbon um down there in dripping springs texas yep uh what do we got here a mash bill you want to talk about the mash bill real the quick the mash bill um we've got it at um what is it 57 percent corn 32% wheat and 11% barley. Um, they do uh, call this a weeded bourbon because of yeah. the higher wheat content. Yeah. It is still pretty corn forward, but it does have a very nice mellow finish thanks to the wheat. And the barley, I think, gives a little bit of sharpness. It kind of rounds it all together. Yeah. Um, Age two years. Two years old. It is It is a Texas wheat and it is a Texas number one corn. Um, and on the bottle, it does say... Um, I think on the bottle it says uh, grain to glass somewhere on there. I know, I know that's how they advertise it. Uh, yeah. On the back, I can see it. Okay. Um, it says grain to glass dripping Springs on the back. Oh um, yeah. Made and grain and to they glass. mean that wholeheartedly in Texas because they source all the grains from Texas. They, uh, they mill it, um, at Barton Springs mill. Mm -hmm. Um, all of the corn and the wheat are heirloom grown by Texas farmers. Um, everything's mashed, fermented, distilled, barreled, aged, and bottled all on site at, um, hello, what was that? all on site. That was your computer, it was. um, in, in dripping Springs at the Treaty Oak distillery. And I was fortunate to have gone there and that place is awesome. Like, yeah, I mean, no, it's, it's really cool. It's um, such a late, it's so, it's so pristinely pretty, right? Yeah. It's just got that kind of like central Texas kind of feel with the hills and the sure. brush and everything. And the people that run it are just so down to earth and chill and cool. You know, um, yeah. they, they actually have, I got my favorite shirt from any brand period. I got from there. And I don't even know that they make it. I think it was just happened to be a few left over. And I just kind of some sitting around snagged one on our trip, you know, and it's, uh, it's just a gray shirt and white letters. Yeah. And it says, uh, because treaty Oak is dope and you should drink dope shit. I like just it. big white letters on the front and I wear it every now and then people are like, that's the greatest shirt ever. I'm like, I know. <laughs> so I went to treaty Oak. So I did a little bachelor party thing. It wasn't huge. You know, I just did, a, I wanted to go do uh, some touring of some uh, distilleries in Texas in the hill country for my bachelor party. So me and some buddies rented a house out in the hill country, got on a, like a party bus and just like drove around to a bunch of different distilleries. That's, treaty Oak was one of them. That's what I'm talking about. It was badass. And going to the distillery was awesome. We got to take a tour. Uh, we had lunch there at that huge cafeteria, the huge. barbecue place that they have. Massive. It's massive. And then just being outside where all the trees are and the lights strung out everywhere. It's, it's pretty awesome. It's yeah. a pretty awesome experience. You've got to check it out. If you ever get a chance, if you're in, if you're in Texas, if you're in the hill country, go check out tree. Uh, just if you're in Texas period, I sure. mean, it's a drive, no matter where you're at. You know, I mean, even from Houston, it's a couple hours, you know, we'll <laughs> everywhere say, is we'll a drive three. in yeah, Texas. For real. And most people, most people don't catch on. If you're from Texas, we tell our distances and times. Like we don't say, right. Oh, it's 40 miles away. We're like, ah, you know, 20 minutes. You sure. Know? Most people don't realize that. Yeah. You know, because it's just what we were raised to do. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, 
Let's taste it. Oh, yeah. I've been tasting mine because yeah. it's delicious. It smells delicious. Um, something to talk about, though, is that um, they did some experimentation on this on the first um, first few iterations because yeah, Texas weather is not Kentucky weather. Never no. will, it never will be. You it know? does say on the website, it says aged under the hot Texas sun. Yeah. Um, and because of that, they that's when they decided on the two years they also decided on a uh, number three charles uh chars char, char yeah. barrels god number three charles number three char barrels <laughs> um and they bottle it at 47 and a half uh percent so it's bottled at 90 proof um so it does have a bit of hotness but like i said yeah. with that wheat coming through at the end it really does round it down no it's, for sure it's, you it's can taste high. that that hotness when you when yeah. you first put it in your mouth that it that, that, you're right that wheat kind of rounds it about yeah. and um cools it down a little bit and when it's in when it's sitting on your palate and what that wheat does too on the nose is kind of funny too because you do get some sweetness mm. like i mean right off the bat I get like honey sweet you know yeah even some like cooking spices like a like a niece or something mm -hmm. like that you're right but but that wheat almost brings out like a a buttery dinner roll kind of feel to yeah. it you know yeah that yellow corn yeah. that's that's what you can taste that sweetness yeah it's really delicious um you know i've always been curious what the you might know this i don't the um little logo with like looks like an eye mm -hmm. do you know what that is or what it means i did at one point uh <laughs> we didn't do yeah research, no I, I remember asking them there uh, but that was before the drinking really started we'll have to we'll yeah, have to figure I'm it gonna, out i'm gonna have to look it up we'll, here we'll take a break whenever we do yeah. our break for uh flips when we go to the flip side we'll we'll, we'll look yeah. it up and see if we can we'll find out to the pizza but just fyi i mean this is um super silky super good super yeah. silky you're right super silky the um, bottle is beautiful i mean you've got it's kind of retro looking right like kind of with that flat color label yeah. yeah um and the little blue at the bottom with the line i mean it's just it's legit. Smooth. Would you say that's? Uh, I wouldn't maybe say retro. Maybe more modern. Was that robin eggshell blue? Yeah, for sure. Baby blue. Baby blue. Light it's not sky quite, blue. It's not quite Tiffany blue. No, it's a little sky blue, maybe. Yeah, it's a very light blue. Yeah, um, it's a pretty. Bottle. It is a very pretty label. Very well done. Um, I enjoy this bottle and the label as well. It's nice to look at. Uh, I think some people get very carried away. I mean, and that's that's an art and a science in itself. Yeah, you know, the label. I mean. You have to say certain things. It has to be presented in a certain way in order to get approval, especially in the liquor industry. Um, but this one's done pretty well. Um, side note, I remember when um, when Absolute was hitting the scene right? yeah. with their clear bottles and just the print on there. Oh, yeah. Uh, everybody was against it. They're like, you're not going to be able to see it against the back bar. You need paper. You need something. Bad. You're not going to see it. And right. And they didn't listen and look at them. You know, they're, they're a powerhouse in the in the vodka industry. Still are, you know. Right. But um so i mean but after to get back to this whiskey after a couple of tastes um it's a pretty long finish um yeah. and, it, and it's a really dry finish and i i kind of enjoy that it um almost makes me want to you know makes me want to take another drink you know because like um you know when you take a sip and then all of a sudden it's it's oh god my mouth is dry i need more you know it, yeah it's kind of it's almost like eating peanuts like that's why they serve salty <laughs> stuff at bars you know? right they yeah want you to yeah drink make more, you yeah. they want you to drink more yeah, yeah for sure i mean these guys they've done a, so since since i first heard about treaty oak and would and had their stuff in the very beginning when they were younger they've done a lot of stuff since then they've done some innovating and oh yeah created a lot of stuff i mean where they've i mean they came out in the beginning with um this one ghost hill texas they have the red-handed rye and the red-handed bourbon the red-handed is such a fun story too if you don't know anything about it is uh 
when they were a startup company in Texas, yeah. distilling, not enough capital to push them through uh, the Texas heat, aging, blah, 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 right? All, all the usual things you hear about new startup distilleries. Well, these guys, you know what? We're going to source some whiskey. We're going to, we're going to buy whiskey, somebody mm -hmm. else's stuff. We're going to put it in a bottle and guess what? They named it red handed because yeah. like they were caught like red handed caught red selling handed, somebody yeah. else's. They were pretty tongue in cheek about that. And, sure. and guess what? It's delicious. It's like an everyday drinker. So yeah. it's pretty tasty. The guys at this distillery are awesome. I mean, they, yeah. they're like wizards with, um, you know, flavor profiles and stuff. These guys are legit. They yeah. help and they've helped other companies create product and their, and their flavor profiles for them. I mean, I'm pretty sure they all went to, you know, so they're like all chemists or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but just to real quick, some other brands that they have, you know, they have the dry drinker, Texas bourbon. Yep. Um, they've started making stuff the, like the, day, the, the day, cocktail bottles. Day drinker. Is that what it said? Yeah. Day drinker. Mm. I should probably learn how to read. Does that make sense? <laughs> Wait, it makes dry way more drinker. Sense. Like, what am I? It's not gin. What are it's you talking sold, about? Sold in a dry county. Yeah. Um, the old, they have an old fashioned cocktail. Yeah. They, they do have a, uh, you know, ready to drink cocktail. Um, pretty tasty. Yeah. Yep. Uh, here they got the peach julep again. Yeah. Looks pretty interesting. It is very interesting. It's very delicious is what it is. Yeah. And then they've got, I guess the red handed is now the whiskey Myers oh, red handed. Oh, very so nice. So it used to just be red handed by itself, but yeah. I guess they've changed it now. And so, uh, you know, I'm not whiskey mad at Myers. I'm not mad at whiskey Myers. No, it's pretty cool. We should maybe do an episode on whiskey Myers and red handed. Red -handed. Yeah. That would go perfect together. I like that. That's a good idea. <laughs> I've already done it for us. Right. Hey, <laughs> found my pairing. Well, cool. Let's have another sip. Yeah. Um, I could tell you a quick, another little story that was fun while I was sure. there, while we were there, we're getting the tour. This is what I worked for. Um, when I worked for Republic and it was the, the Mixo team doing a, a kind of a, a tour of a few different distilleries. Um, and while we're there, they were, um, we were talking about, they, they were just finished distilling their gin mm -hmm. and moving it to a bottle or uh, moving it to get bottled. And that's when the guy told me straight up or told us, he's like, so you guys know how we got the uh, antique um, gin? We're like, no, how did you, how did y'all think about barrel aging gin? That's fantastic. You know, yeah. I, I enjoy it. What, what's going on with that? I'm like, well, the master distiller uh, went out on a hardcore rager the night before and came back to work, hung over and all get out. Like didn't call in. He just hung over and he put the wrong stuff in the barrels like he was supposed to put whiskey in there and instead put all the gin in there and after they got back to it they're like uh i guess let's just run with it and when they came out that's when they got their antique gin the waterloo antique gin very cool i think i found out what the logo is all about the treaty oak logo the treaty oak logo and for those of you can't see it's kind of like a almost like a an eye uh-huh um it's kind of like an odd eye, all-seeing eye, but it's not an eye, I don't believe. I don't know. Something I have to say. The, okay. Know. So. I don't remember. This is kind of going to be hard to explain, but if you're looking at it, it looks like an eye. And if you look at the top, it looks like uh, the top of the eye kind of looks like a roof, right? Uh -huh. So basically that top part is in reference to the barn at the at the distillery where uh, they distill the whiskey. Oh, the roof so line. That's like the yeah. roof line. And then this, the kind of curvy part on the bottom of it, the eye yeah. is reference to dripping springs in the hill country. So the hilly countryside. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, basically it says here the part in the middle where it has the line and goes up to the roof. 
um, references balance of tradition and um, experimentation. Oh, a scale. I yeah. get it. Eh, yeah. It looks like a scale. It does. Yeah. So pretty interesting stuff. I mean, it all every part of the uh, logo has a different meaning. It looks I like feel like uh, somebody put a lot of time and I mean, it's pretty super cool. Deep thought into it's kind of simplistic looking. It's kind of to me looks like some kind of like hidden uh, organization logo. Like yeah, like like the offshoot of the Masons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like <laughs> like you weren't cool enough to become a Freemason, so you joined this group. You know? But I mean, yeah. But this is pretty cool. I mean, I'd. If I could join a group that had this logo and it was like this weird underground society, yeah. um, I'd be down. I think we are. They're called um, they're called lushes. <laughs> I agree. I can't even say alcoholics because you know that's funny. I'm not trying to by any means knock on alcoholism because that's a serious thing, you know. But but lushes, you know, I mean, hey, yeah, we just like drinking. I love drinking. So this, do I. This is why we do this podcast because yes. we love drinking. We love music, whiskey, bourbon, music, everything. Anything else you got on this thing, man? On this bourbon, um, other than I enjoy drinking it, mm -hmm. um, it like I like we were saying, it is bottled at ninety percent, and it does have a bit of a hotness to it. But that wheat does kind of mellow it down. Um, I don't know that I could call this an everyday drinker for me. Um, yeah, but it is. I don't think also on the rare occasion drinking, you know, it's just kind of like, mm, I think I'm in the mood for this, you know, sure. or when, when you're feeling a little exploratory in your, in your collection kind of a deal. Yeah. Um, I didn't get a chance to look at the pricing, but I don't think it's any more than like 40 bucks. I, I want to say it's in the 40 to 45 right. range. Um, he's like, I can look it up. Let me yeah, um, it up real quick. Um, let's see here. Just so, you know, like total wine or specs or, or your local independent liquor store. Um, those guys often have some of the better deals and some of the coolest bottles. Yeah, no, these bottles are cool. And I've got, so I've got the red handed rye and over here in our little inventory closet, red handed, the red handed rye and the regular red handed and now the ghost hill. Well, obviously. Yeah. Um, let's see. Treaty Oak. So yeah. Um, holy moly. I see this bottle of this ghost hill right here that we're drinking for $140. Where? No way. <laughs> At cast cartel. Uh, yeah, that's no, no thanks. Uh, there's a, a red-handed for 125 dollars. But I would imagine there's no way, dude. Let's go into Total Wine and more and see what they have to say. Exactly. Thirty bucks for red-handed. Okay, that sounds about right. You know, um, let's see. Okay, you here know, we go. In the Texas heat, it is aged two years, right? So it does yeah. get that flavor because it is, it's hot down here, you know, and that forces a lot of the aging. So that's why they agreed on two. I think if they'd push it to four, there would it would get rid of a lot of that uh, kind of a grassy note. There is there is a subtle grassy note to it. I, mean, I didn't mention it earlier, yeah. but it's there. Yeah. Um, I think that would totally get rid of it. Um, I think that would round it out. But then they probably have to cut it a little bit more, bring the proof sure. down, you know, to get rid of all that full wood char feel to it you yeah know? so i'm looking here 43.99 you're looking in the 40 40s low 40s what i say for this bottle 40 45 bucks i think you said 30 something what whatever else? doesn't matter yeah. it's delicious it's texas it's a something from texas everybody loves something from texas At under 50 bucks we'll see yeah that. so i mean just check it out it's yeah. delicious stuff and it's pretty cool little um just a pretty cool bottle pretty cool distillery i mean if you've got it like we said earlier if you got a chance to go out there check it out and a lot of fun a lot of fun people that work there so like i'll agree with that yeah. go, go go check it out if you can um it is definitely worth the stop um i know out there the big names are uh especially in the dripping springs area you got dripping springs makes vodka and gin you got tito's not too far away um there's quite a few distilleries out in that 
quick little area. Um, this should definitely be on top of your list because they are just awesome people. It is a yeah. cool place. He wasn't kidding about that cafeteria. The food is ridiculous. It's Nine times out of 10, they're grilling something or smoking something. Smoking, and yeah. it's just always smells good. Um, their, their little swag store has got some cool stuff in it too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, if you've never been to Texas, we have some of the best barbecue in the world. Uh, I dare say the best. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know people in St. Louis are like, you, you are, you know, and people and no, I mean, you just, Memphis, no, no, uh, well, you know, it's you know, different I mean, kind. Yeah. And I don't mind some, um, like, South Carolina barbecue every once in a while with that yellow barbecue sauce, whatever. It's uh, good. It's okay. I'm not, but I, I'm not into Texas that kind is of, better. I guess it was but look, vinegary in South Carolina. Yeah, very vinegary. Yeah. Um, you are on a barbecue team. Yeah, we just I had the Texas, we just had the rodeo not too long ago. And right did. before the rodeo was the cook off, and yeah. you were on the Texas uh Pits and Ashes team. Pits and Ashes. I and I ate a lot of barbecue. I bet I didn't oh. get a chance to make it, but I'm glad that you were out there um supporting. Hell yeah, man. We, we we supported the hell out of your out of your product. That's for sure. <laughs> well, thank People you. loved it. That's great. People I'm so happy they did. It. it was a very good reception. Well, very cool. All right. Well, we're gonna take a little break, and on the flip side, we're gonna talk about some uh, some Rick Moranis. Yes. And we're gonna keep on drinking on this uh, this ghost hill. Canteen is a refreshing, ready-to-drink vodka soda in a can. On the go, on the course, or in your own backyard. Learn more at CanteenSpirits.com. Must be 21 or older. Always enjoy responsibly. And we're back. So, Frederick Allen Moranis. Frederick Allen Moranis. Better known as uh, Mr. Rick Moranis. The Ricker. (laughs) No, that was... uh... Oh, is that cheese, cheese ball blondie? What was it? Uh, Rick Schroeder. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Rick, look, dude, Rick, Rick Moranis anyway. was like out growing up in the 80s and 90s, like watching films like Spaceballs and Ghostbusters and Little Shop of Horror. Like this guy was the uh, con- the, the comedian that everybody looked up to. He wanted yeah. to be like, you know, like that whole group of uh, the Canadian comedians like John Candy and this guy and uh, a couple other ones. Um I can't even name them off the top of my head right now, but um, I think they were all part of the the, the comedy group uh, Second City. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think my very first introduction to Rick Moranis was uh, my brother showing me a sketch comedy called uh, The Great White North yeah. with him and uh, with <laughs> Doug McKenzie. Or no, um, they played Bob and Doug McKenzie. It was uh, him and uh, uh, Thomas. Um, What's his name? Something Thomas. Um, anyway, that was just over the top nonsense because it's too, too hosiery, you know, that is <laughs> going yeah. on a great search for their, to their brewery. And it's, was it strange brew? That, strange brew. Yeah, yeah. That was a great the movie. So, this is first one of the, I think it was strange his first the name movie. Of the, yeah. Strange brew is the name of the movie. Yeah. Right. But the great white North was a sketch copy that they based okay. the movie. I got you. I, oh, I got you. So like yeah. kind of a Saturday Night Live skit that yeah. did like yeah. Wayne's world or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Very cool. Um, dude, like, even I just now remembered Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. All those great, those Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Little Giants. Remember the football Little movie? Giants, we were... I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. I do remember but that. Anyway, we're not here to talk about his movies. We're here to talk about his album. Yeah. So the first, the one album, I think he's got like three. He's got three. Uh, but this is the first one I ever caught wind of and listened to it and was just, I, I just amazed by how I didn't. How I hadn't heard of this and how good it is. Yeah, I mean, it came out in what it came out in uh, not 2005, 2005, yeah, right. And just this year, I heard about it. Um, and then I found out he's got two others, and I need I'm, I'm gonna listen to those too as well, you know. But um, this one, it 
if the name itself doesn't get you, then I don't think there's any hope for you on appreciating this one. Right. Um, it's called the agoraphobic cowboy. Um, and he really does pay a pretty deep tribute to the classic country genre yeah. and the music and the songs and, and, and the style of it. But it, he's not like, he's not crooning. He's not singing. You know, you're not going to get no, you know, you're not going to get no Cody Johnson or Blake Shelton or George no. Strait out of him, you know, but it's rather more like ambling or rambling kind of a deal. Like but is he's, it? he's just kind of almost talking through it with a sing songy kind of a tone to it. Almost like, um, like, like Merle Haggard or George Jones of, of sure. old, you know, it's kind of more of that kind of an action. Um, and, and he delivers these amazingly one-liner nonsense, <laughs> yeah. deadpan, just, he just delivers the comedy so well and in such a great manner. Uh, it's, it's, it's totally worth a listen. And, and, and at first you'll find yourself kind of like smile chuckling, you know, like, yeah. huh, huh. And, so then, that, and then you find yourself laughing and you're like, Oh my God. And then you, then you realize you're rewinding because you're laughing yeah. through some of the stuff you don't want to miss it. So when you first told me about this album, I was curious, like, so is this a serious album or is this a, like a comedy album? But it's a, it's a serious album, but with, in a comedic way. Yeah. With it, um, Like, it's interesting you listen to songs and you're kind of like, okay, that's funny, but this is a good song, but that's kind of like, a joke in that song like what is the one song uh nine more gallon like the the nine more gallon song uh, yeah I think it was like yeah ten it's so yeah fucking funny it's not dude. quite like, a 10 gallon hat you know it's like yeah, i got nine, nine gallons. more gallons to go yeah, 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 it's so funny i mean it's it's random stuff like that that he does throughout the whole thing um and then like um there's one that he uh he riffs off of like um was it johnny cash is um um i've been everywhere by johnny yeah. cash right yeah, yeah, yeah he's got a song in there that says i ain't going nowhere and <laughs> And it's almost you just have to listen to this. At one point, he's talking about like everything going around around outside, and he he ain't going nowhere, you know. And then he goes on this huge long. I, I got my couch, but blah blah. blah. I, I I can't even try because I've only listened to it a few times. I can't commit it to memory that much, you know. But it, it's it's good. It's, it's really good. You know, it's interesting. Um, and I and like we had talked about before, like I had no clue that Rick Moranis had put out music. Yeah. And listening to this, I'm like, I want to hear more. Yeah. And I can't wait to hear more. Um, the album is the album. If you look at the cover, it's what he's just like, he's just like leaning, leaning, leaning up against a door yeah. hinge or something. Yeah. He's just chilling. I mean, with a, with, I don't with know a quirky smile, like, he yeah, just, like Rick Moranis quirky smile. Yeah. Like he's up to no good, but you're okay with it. Kind of. Deal. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, nine more gallons is it's the first song on the, on the album and it's, it, it's kind of what gets you there. Um, Weedy box is good. Um, mm -hmm. oh, there's one called Oso Buco. That's pretty damn funny. Uh, four more beers is probably my famous, my favorite, Your favorite one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just cause I five star hotel. I mean, they're all so, they're all so funny that I, I, I don't want to stress it. Like it's a comedy album. Like you were saying, like, you know, you're not, you're not about to put in the next Adam Sandler, you know, sure. album. It's not sketch by no, no, no. these are full tracks, right? They are fully produced. Um, and they are very nicely done to a classic country genre and you could tell he paid attention to that and there's a notes of bluegrass going all through it and then it's just his lyrics and his deadpan delivery that goes all the way through the whole thing you're just like holy crap yeah. this is rick moranis and this is amazing like and, and this is so good on on so many different levels it's i'm hilarious. curious it's, does he play any instruments on this album 
I don't know. I don't know. I remember know looking either. that up and he does not. He, okay. um, he, he's just he, singing. He wrote in, in vocals. Okay. I, he had, um, I remember reading about that. He had, a hired a band. Yeah. 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 That's cool. I mean, look, I mean, the guy's a genius. I mean, uh, if, if, some, if Rick Moran has called up and said, Hey, I need a band. I'm pretty sure you'd be like, Oh, I'm in 100%. Yeah. You know, um, I think still the favorite song, my favorite song on the album, even though it's on the first half of the album is nine, nine more gallons. It, it's, it's, cause it's so great, good. Cause it's, it's so great. Good. I mean, what a way to lead off an album though. with something yeah. that's that memorable and that sticks with you that quick, you know? Um, yeah. It's know. such a good album. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny, but it's also like, okay, like I'm actually listening to some good music, you know, at the same time. And I'm going to sit here and drink my treaty Oak ghost Hill. Yes bourbon and think and about it listen to rick moranis yeah. and like know that he was a ghostbuster and know that i'm drinking ghost hill absolutely there's a connection right there there's, yeah that's the mad connection it. right there you know i normally right about now i'd be like do you, do you know how rick moranis really got his name oh let's do the whole like here is caleb's uh description of how yeah. rick moranis got his name his parents <laughs> Fucking simple. <laughs> man, that is genius. I couldn't. I, I mean, I honestly, I was thinking about random stuff to say about how Rick Moran's got his name, like it was funny. a stage name or something like that, you know. But I'm like, nah, I can't do that. But it I is mean, his stage name. Yeah, I mean, we I just mean, said his I name mean, is Frederick. Francis Allen, Frederick, Frederick Allen. Frederick, you yeah. know, I mean, Rick, short for Frederick. I, you would think he'd go by Fred, but no, nah, Rick mm -hmm. sounds a whole lot cooler. You know? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, nah, I mean, can't really riff on that guy. No, nah, dude. If he caught wind of this, he'd call me and rip me a new one in a very funny manner and I'd be crying and everybody'd be laughing, you know? Yeah. I think that, um, I think that they're like, so I've been listening to a lot of, um, like in our hiatus and we were taking a break, I was listening to a lot of, uh, smartless, which is, uh, you know, Jason Bateman yeah. and, uh, yeah. um, Will Arnett and Sean Hayes and they had, a um, God, what's his name? Who was, um, in the Schitt's Creek, the dad, uh, Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy. So uh, he, he had Eugene Levy on the show, and he was talking about all the great comedians from Canada, him being one of them. Uh, he was talking about Rick Moranis. He was talking about John Candy and how how just like was uh, they came about with like Second City, which is basically like Saturday Night Live, but a Canadian version of it. Yeah. Um, but man, Rick Moranis is a genius. John Candy was a genius. Eugene Levy is a genius. I mean, a lot of great. I mean, even Will um arnett is from canada and he's pretty hilarious uh so is uh in in dan Aykroyd from canada yeah 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 i mean he has a vodka yeah. called crystal skull crystal head crystal head yeah <laughs> which is we'll have to talk about that on another manner on yeah. another day but there's some funkiness going to that which can't be explained and if those of you don't know about dan Aykroyd, um according to all accounts he is like an unbelievable asshole like he's yeah, just I'm sure but i think it's because he is ungodly smart and has so much going on in his brain. He just delivers, de you know, like there's like no filter. He just delivers what he says and what yeah. he thinks. And I think that's why he comes I, across as that, you know, but I don't know. I've never met the man. I also think uh, that I'd like to, I'd like to have a drink. with the guy. I think I that a lot of people, brain. a lot of celebrities come off as assholes and are like, people say they're assholes because I mean, look, if you're a celebrity and you're, let's say you're Dan Aykroyd or Rick Manass who just wanted to be a comedian, you know, and they became these huge famous people. And then all of a sudden you have all these people wanting to talk to you, paparazzi wanting to take pictures of you, people wanting autographs, all this shit all the time. Yeah. Of course you're going to be like, fuck, leave me alone. Yeah. You're going to get jaded. And you're going to be, yeah. And of course you're probably going to turn into an asshole. So I can imagine that he probably never was wanting to be an asshole yeah. or like, I'm going to be an asshole. He probably just like ended up being one because everybody all the time wanted to be with him or be business, a part of him. Business or, made yeah. Him. Trying to make money off of him or something. Yeah. 
So I can see where like celebrities get I, that I, rap. I mean, he's apparently he's like double doctorate style. I mean, Dan Aykroyd's like wicked smart, wicked smart. Yeah. But yeah, um, the great minus great album. The gork, the agoraphobic cowboy goat. If you got a chance, don't. I mean, look. If you want to go buy it, great. But just pull it up on your iTunes, your Spotify. Take a listen. Give it a listen. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. And while you're doing it, might as well drink some uh, Treaty Oak. Uh, definitely. Um, I'm gonna recommend both. Um, <laughs> yeah, for or, sure. or if you're from the Northwest, both. Both. Um, eh? definitely pick up a bottle of this and try it out. You know, it's under the fifty. It's under yeah. the fifty dollar cap. Can you um, do a Texas and Canadian accent at the same time? Wow, I really have to think about that. <laughs> I'm afraid to do it right now because we're drinking a Texas bourbon yeah. and we're talking about a Canadian comedian. And if you could mix the two together, that would be pretty hilarious. No. I couldn't do it. I guarantee you I, someone like Will Arnett could in a heartbeat. I know I couldn't because I haven't been around enough Canadians to really. Yeah. <laughs> That's about all I know. <laughs> you know, and sorry, sorry. You know? but the garage, but, but see, that's to me, those are very stereotypical points. You know I mean? That'd be like, Oh, you're from Texas. Yeehaw. Yeah. Hey, oh. You know, they put a big old deep draw on it, you know, and while there are people from Texas that speak like that, most of us don't. I'm born and raised in this. Well, city. I mean, I hope that we don't come off on the podcast as sounding too Texan. Um, I mean, if we do great, whatever, we're from Texas. Of course, we might a little bit, but I don't think that we do. Uh, do you think that I have a Texas accent? Uh, no. no. Uncertain words, just like I do. You know, Maybe. But, uh, like, I think we're the only ones that say we're fixing to go do something. Or y'all. I say y'all. And uh, dude, the worst is whenever I'm running an email to like uh, somebody at work. I'm like, I'm I'm thinking to myself, should I say y'all or just say you all? (laughs) (laughs) Because I know that people up north go, you all. Use guides. But anyway, let's just end it here. I think this is a great first episode back from our little hiatus. Um, What a great bourbon. What a great album to listen to. Actually, when we get off here, let's just go um, put it on the record player and uh, sip and listen. That's exactly what we're going to do. Sing some some Rick Moranis songs. Yeah. 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 I ain't going nowhere. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, DM us on Instagram at bourbons and b-sides and go check out our website that's www.bourbonsandbsides.com until next time and as always sip and spin responsibly really sip and spin <laughs> <laughs>